This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Blessed be God. If you're glad to be in church uh, this morning, I want you to give your neighbor a high five and tell them, Blessed be God. You know, at prayer meeting, yesterday, Captain D sang that song. I think the song is by Lorenzo. And since yesterday, that song has been playing in my heart. You know, blessed be the God of heaven. I, I say heaven. And my fingers to fight. Uh, yeah, we'll sing it. All right. Let's read from Exodus chapter 3 this morning. Just before we sit, Exodus chapter 3. We're going to read from verse 1, hallelujah, to verse 5. It says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, when God calls names like that twice, it is not just for emphasis, it is, a, it is something that has got to do with covenant. Abraham, Abraham, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, as God said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I bring you greetings this morning from our dear pastor, Pastor Shola. And our dear mama, Pastor Abby. Right? I love them so much. We love them so much. Uh, obviously, you can see they are not here physically, but they are with us in spirit. Praise the Lord. Can we celebrate our pastor and Pastor Abby? Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Ma, for this gift, this privilege to share God's word with God's people in this wonderful house. Praise the Lord. We may please be seated. I will now turn aside. Can we appreciate the river of life? The most enterprising, auspicious, resplendent choir in the, in the universe. I will now turn aside and see this great sight. We know this story. This is, this, this is the story of how Moses was called. God called him while he was in the night season of his life. And he had spent 40 years with the expectation of greatness... He was a prince in Egypt, having been raised by the daughter of Pharaoh. But he got into trouble when he killed an Egyptian, and he fled, all right, from the law of Egypt. And for the next 40 years, he was wandering in the backside of the desert. Until this day, the Bible says, as he was standing the flock of his father-in-law, the, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Now, if you study this phrase angel of the lord is it's, it's not an angel 
That's why when Jesus was re referring to this encounter, he said, have you not heard of when God spoke to Moses out of the burning bush? When the Bible says in Psalms that he vexed the angel of his presence, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. What many don't know is that, oh, we had a wonderful Bible study yesterday. I want to, I want to appeal to the house by the message of God that if you're in the habit of not, you know, you are just, you are, you are like a, you know, you are like a Sunday person. You know, Sunday is when you just, you just, you, I, I love HOD. And you mean you love HOD on Sundays, you know, and every other thing is like online and so on and so forth. Try to come. Yesterday at Bible study after prayer meeting, we discussed the Godhead, the Trinity. The, the, the studies are always interesting, but yesterday the classes did not want to end. They kept announcing, it's time up, it's time up. People did not want to disperse. It was an intense, interesting, and powerful discussion. Hallelujah. We were like, if the Father is Jesus and the Spirit is not the Father, how can the Son be the Father? <laughs> you know? And uh, many believers don't understand simple, fundamental doctrines, hallelujah, of the Christian faith. And the Bible says that the foundation be destroyed. I, I think I'm jumping ahead of myself. And so I was privileged to share with my own class briefly. And I let them know that, you know, God is one in three persons. He is one God, one being. There's, there are no two gods. He's one God manifested at three, as three persons at the same time. We're not talking about water that can become ice and become steam. No. We're not talking about, uh, you know, no. Understand that if you can understand God, you have failed. The brain cannot. It's like a computer trying to understand a man. It's like a cockroach trying to understand a man. It's not possible. You can only believe first. Faith is not opposite of logic, but it's higher than logic. Praise God. There are aspects of faith that logic can, can grasp. But you can, logic cannot grasp virgin birth. Hallelujah. It cannot grasp resurrection. Hallelujah. There is no science and medicine for it. For someone that was dead for four days to come back to life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to God, the Bible says man is a spirit. Hallelujah. There is a spirit in man. Job 32, 8. And the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. God gave us a brain. God gave us feelings. But man is a spirit. Hallelujah. And God is spirit. Man is the only thing that when it was time to make God spoke to himself. We came out of God. Are you with me? The brain came to you when you were formed from the dust. It came from the dust. It didn't come from God. Hallelujah. When it now joined to your spirit, it was activated. But it's lower than your spirit, man. Praise God. Are you with me? When Mary stepped into the house of Elizabeth, the Bible says that John the Baptist in her womb leaped, leaped a six-month-old fetus, responded to the presence of God. That's your spirit, man. Are you with me? You might be in the night season of your life, but when a word from God comes, everybody just says, I don't understand. I don't understand why they're sucking us. You just be like, Blessed be the God of heaven. Stitches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. So I was sharing them. I said that, you know, he's one God in three persons. Father, the word of the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Father is the only God that there is. There is no other God besides the Father. The word is the only God that there is. Apart from him, there's no other God. The Spirit is the only God that there is. Apart from the Spirit, there is no other God. Yes, the Father is not the Word or the Spirit. The Word is not the Father or the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father or the Word. That's God for you. 
God is the only one that can sit down and talk to God and still be God. I don't know why believers struggle with it. David of the Old Testament, although he stepped in the New Testament, Psalm 110 verse 1, he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand. David saw two lords. He saw two persons of the Godhead. Isaiah saw the three persons. Go read it. But that's not our subject for today. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. Unto the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever. Are, now, this person that is talking, whoever is talking to the Son, and is calling the Son God. Thy throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of your kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. Verse 9. Because you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, your God... I don't understand. I thought I was talking to God and saying your throne is the scepter of... Now I'm saying, therefore, God, your God has anointed you. God can anoint God and still be God. That's God for you. Hallelujah. Believers, we need to know what the Bible says. Actually, that's where I'm going to in this message. If time will allow me. Because the people in the Old Testament, like David and Moses, they could not get all oh, about the desire of God could not be fulfilled in the Old Testament. So when Moses came, he saw the burning bush. Do you know what he was looking at? He was looking at the New Testament believer. Pastors has told us about the burning and shining light. He was looking at Halabrahadi, what a Christian is supposed to be like, and the bush burned with fire and was not consumed. God said, Don't come close. It's not time for manifestation of this thing yet. I'll show it to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Say, Stay there. Let's talk. Let's talk from here. Let's, let's, let's talk. In chapter 33 of this book of Exodus, this man was praying. He said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. God said, you cannot see my face. But um, I will hide you in the cleft of a rock. Snippets of the New Testament. Pastor says that rock was Jesus. The Bible says so. And the rock that they drank from, the rock that followed them was Christ. That's why Moses could not see the promised land. Because the first time God said, strike the rock and water will come out. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow river. That's what, oh God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's why Jesus went to Egypt. He went to Egypt because, no, that's why Israel went, was in Egypt. Because the son of God was going to Egypt. The Bible says that God said to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh that I want my son, release my son, my firstborn son, and let him come and worship me. That's what God told Moses. And that's why when, when Moses, um, when Pharaoh refused, the last plague was the killing. You are holding my son, I will take your son. They were a type of Christ. They didn't know it. Why did Moses and Elijah appear to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration? Because they came close, but they could not enter there. Moses handed over to Joshua. Joshua is Yeshua. That's the same name as Jesus. Elijah handed over to Elisha. Elisha means savior. That's the same name as Jesus. They were types. God took the, 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 
the anointing on Moses and placed on 70 elders. Jesus Christ sent out the 70. They came out of Egypt. They went into the wilderness. Jesus Christ came out of, you know, they came out, they passed through the Red Sea. Jesus Christ was baptized. From the Red Sea, they entered into the wilderness. Jesus Christ went into the wilderness. They were there for 40 years. They were there for 40 days. They came in the power of the Lord. Jericho was afraid of them. Jesus Christ came in the power of the Holy Ghost and began to cast out devils. They were a type, but they could not get close because it was not that, that time. God said, you cannot see my face, but I will show you my back. I will, I will cause my glory to pass before you, and then I will show you my back. <laughs> and that's what God did. God hid him and then covered him and then passed by. And Moses saw God's back. And one man of God said that's when Moses began to write things that happened thousands of years before he was born. He, when he saw God's back, he began to write, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Because God's back is what God has done. He said, what I'm about to do, you cannot see it. You cannot know it. I think if you want to give this message a title, the name of the, you can call it Come Up Hither. God is calling. God wants our attention. God wants to interrupt your protocol. He wants to upset your pattern. Hallelujah. He wants to translate you from your history into the history of his son. For those whom he did for know, he predestinated. So that's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we might read from, all right, from verse 13, verse 12. He says, since we have such hope, 2 Corinthians 13, 12, it says, therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Every time you see the word hope in the New Testament, don't think of it like human hope. You know, some, some people, you know, some wonderful faith teachers, they'll be like, faith is no hope. Human hope and biblical hope are not the same thing at all. Biblical hope is mighty and powerful. The Bible says that now, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be. But when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone that has this hope in him purifies himself. Even as he's pure. The Bible says that this hope is an anchor for our souls. Hope saves just like faith. But that's not, that's not, that's not, that's the hope that he's talking about in Hebrews 11. That faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. Captain D was talking about this on Wednesday. Oh, what a wonderful message. You need to listen to it. Four things about faith. If I send you right now five million dollars how will you know? Just tell me, in this modern generation, how will you know? I say, I'm going to say, have you received it? You say, yes. How will you know? That is the substance. If you transfer 100,000 to someone, is it that 
one bank officer in your bank went to one box where your money is, 200k, now went to the other person's bank. Is that how it happens? You see, believers are very funny sometimes. We operate faith every day. You send me 100k. I'm, I'm, do I start thinking that, did my bank, let me call my account. Please, go and count it. I don't see the alert. It's a lot of money. It's not. It's a lot of money. Do you know that they are fake alerts? Yet, a lot can destroy somebody's day. Debit. 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 <laughs> Has he confirmed that the money in his account is going down? He starts panicking. He starts panicking. A lot can change someone's day. Three million. The guy is driving. Somebody hits him. <laughs> God bless you. He receives an alert. 150K. He's going to the ATM. Tell me, where did he see the money? He saw a text message. That is the substance. Do you understand? When you go into the word of God and you receive a word, that's an alert. Even though you have not seen the promise, you start going to the ATM to withdraw. This thing is mine. I've received it. One of, the, one of the reasons why Jesus used money a lot to preach was because people understand money. I'm telling you, more than half of his sermons were about money. Two talents. Someone lost one coin. Because when he explained it that way, people say, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Sure, sure, sure. I told folks on one, on one midweek service that I, I was asked a question. Understand? So I was teaching membership class one day. And the class was full of very spiritual people. So I asked them the same question. I said, if I offend you and you forgive me, they said, yes. And I offend you again, they said, yes. How many times have I offended you? They said, I don't know. Because once now. Uh, that's simple. Uh, that's, that's Christian. That I, know. I said, really? I said, okay. I said, if I borrow money from you, 300K. <laughs> and you don't pay me back. I, I don't pay you back, sorry. You, after like three months, you fashy it. Fashy means as in forget, right? And then I now come to you again. And I'll borrow 500K from you. And another time is passed. I say, I'll pay, back, I'll pay you back next week. And it's now next year. I've not paid back. I say, how much am I owing you? He said, 800K now. I say, aha. I say, aha. Because if you forgive someone their debts, that's the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our debts. One, 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 one gospel uses debts, not trespasses. As we forgive those. When Jesus told the story of the, of the unmerciful servant, it was money. The guy was a servant. He was owing the king. The king said, I forgive you. The guy went, he had his own servant or another servant. And the guy, you know, was owing him. And they forgive him. And he threw, threw him into jail. It was money. I said, so it's 800K. He said, yes. I said, aha. That means you don't understand forgiveness. People of God, many years ago, when someone was quoting from the book of Micah, Nahum, Zephaniah, everybody in church knew what they were talking about. But today you are quoting from Matthew. And someone is like, what are you? Okay, I've never heard that scripture before. That place in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, the last verse, because of time, I'll just say the last verse. It says, but we all with unveiled or open face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord 
are transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. I'll tell you what Moses did not have. Moses, what Abraham, even Abraham did not have. Bible says, Jesus said it. That Abraham rejoiced in John chapter 8. Abraham rejoiced to, they saw it from afar. But they didn't have him. They didn't have it. They didn't have the revelation. It was with them. They could see it. But they did not know what was in it. Because the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. They didn't have the word. They didn't have the word. Even though the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. It was was beginning with God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was the beginning of the New Testament. They didn't have that revelation. The Bible says, For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think verse 6. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Let me just simplify this for you. It's not some hyperfluting thing. How do you, how do you, how do you with open face behold the glory of God? Scriptures. You need to get in the word. There's so much poverty of scriptures in Christianity. In, there's so much poverty of scriptures. Some people are even proud of it. I heard a joke once that, that the, a child was punished in, in CRK class, you know, because they asked the child who 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 pushed, you know, who pushed down the walls of Jericho? And the child wrote as an answer, I, I didn't do it. I was not the one. You know, and the, the teacher was like, this child is not serious. And, you know, I'm punished the child. Called the parents. Parents came to, came to, came to the school. And they, I said, okay, what happened? He said, we punished your child. You asked your, your child <laughs> this question, that who pushed down the walls of, Jeric- of, of, of Jericho? And the child answered, I didn't do it. The mother and father looked at each other and said, eh, if he said he didn't do it, he didn't do it. <laughs> we have never taken him to Jericho before. They're laughing but it's not funny you see four-year-olds five-year-olds they can dance to any dance but they don't nobody's talking to them about the word of god i was talking to someone after service in this church i can't remember who earlier this year or last year a young guy maybe about in his early 20s you know and as we're, as we're talking i felt that something was missing something was not there so i said that how are you born again he said yes i said how long have you been born again he said six years i said have you ever in all these six years read your bible from genesis to revelation he said no like it was a normal thing it's not normal though it is not normal i was talking i was i was talking to another young guy in secondary school in the hospital i was seeing him you know maybe about 17 or something you know i was really interested in him and so, because the guy carried himself but i knew that something was you know this guy was different so i said you know as we got talking i quickly learned that he was in a very good school. And so I said, okay, well, you know, how, when do your classes? I said, his classes start at 9 30. I said, eh, you wake up. When do you guys wake up? Your first class. Because as far as I know, secondary school class starts at what, 8. I quickly learned that this was a very fantastic Muslim school. And the first thing they do by 7 30 is Quranic studies. Breakfast by 8 30. Then all your mass, English, whatever it is you want to do from 9 30. As in, the guy lost me from there. I, I, I was not interested. I was like, some people are serious in this world. Christians are not serious. They be like, leave them, leave them, leave them. My book of Bible stories. There's no my book of, there's no, there's no child version of Instagram. There's no child version. But when it comes to the faith, they just said, Jesus loves me. This I know. 
You will teach them. When you tell them that, share with your sister. You say, because the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. Train up a child in the way he should go. The word is the secret of glory. Hallelujah. I was like, look at these guys. They are practicing the scriptures. Job said, I, I, I treasured your word more than my necessary food. See them. They were having Quranic studies before breakfast. The psalmist said, because of your, of your status, I have more understanding than my teachers. See them. Before they went to the teachers, they were studying their holy book. One Christian will do, will be, it's a Christian that will say all this prayer, all this prayer, all this Bible, you know, I don't know whether you understand the generation that is coming after us. I don't know that. You will listen to a conversation or everybody in the, in the conversation is a Christian. Someone is asking a very important question. My husband did this, my wife and so on and so forth and uh, you read everything everybody is saying. Nobody is going to give the divine perspective. You just be saying Kama is a bitch, you know, shake paramini, you see, just do what works for you. And all those kind of things. You want to be chanting. You want to be a deep worshiper. You, you know, you see some people chanting. Uh, you, you want to start chanting. You know. And you've never read the Psalms. That's why folks like Domuen are everlasting. You make me lie down in green pastures. That's a Psalm. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. That's a psalm. The Lord be magnified. Ron Kenoli. Be magnified. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's how to behold the glory of the Lord. Say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I'm confused. Maybe Moses can say that. He was the only one that God showed his ways to. He came very close. But Jesus said of all men born of women, John the Baptist is the greatest. But he that is least in the kingdom of, of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Because you are not coming close to the burning bush. You are the burning bush. John the Baptist said that he that comes after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The only fire that burns and does not consume is the Holy Ghost fire. I'm just tired of this Christian life. I've been serving God. I've been serving God. I'm telling you what the problem is. The key to peace, the word. The key to life, the word. The key to faith, the word. The key to healing, the word. The key to manifestation, the word. The key to power, the word. The key to progress, good success is the word. That's how you enter into the glory realm of God. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. It says it shall not depart out of your mouth. Not even out of your, out of your Bible. It means that it should be here. Because you know what pastor said? Pastor said that it's not the word of God that transforms you. It's the word from God. From the word of God. It's the rhema from the logos. It's when you are confessing the word. Confessing the word. All of you say, hallelujah. Because something comes out of that word. Even the word himself. When he came here. The light of the world. The fire of, of heaven. The one that makes heaven full of light. When he was tempted by the devil. 
He didn't say, show my age, meaning. He said, it is written. He quoted three times from the book of Deuteronomy. If you've read Deuteronomy this year, let me see your hand. Deuteronomy. Some people don't know that. It's, okay, Deuteronomy is that. It's, it's, there's punch. There is uh, the nation. There is guardian. It's, Deuteronomy is like a newspaper, Abby. It's a book in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Just before we pray this morning, Saturday is going to be very explosive. That's messy encounters. You know, pastor has been away. Every time pastor goes away like that, something extraordinary, extra, extra, extraordinary happens when he comes back. I'm excited. I am excited about messy encounters. I can run up and down this, this pulpit now. Unless Jesus comes between now and, and, and Saturday next week. Just make sure that wherever you are in the world, you are here physically. If possible, come with your friend, come with your enemy, come with your family and, and, your, and your neighbors. Hallelujah. Something is about to happen. Someone say something is about to happen. I want you to lift up both hands, everybody, and say with me, say, Father. Shout it out loud. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, open your word to me and teach me. Help me, Lord, to hear you, to see you, and to walk with you. Look at me, everyone. This thing I've just shared with you uh, this morning is the secret to walking with God. The reason why people struggle, rise and fall, is because they are not walking with God. Oh, I wish I had time, but I don't have time. When you are walking with someone, it's a very literal thing. It means the person is walking, Abby, and you are walking with them. How do you walk with God? As in, not, not tablets. The scriptures... Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it will be done. John 15, 3, you are already clean through the word that's spoken to you. You can't clean yourself. You watch a movie and you are feeling somehow you're about to <clears throat> you're about to uh, sleep and you know, some thoughts uh, is the word. There's no special person in this world. None. I have battled with loss. It, 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 it almost destroyed my Christian work. The word, Psalm 119, verse, I think verse 9, where would that have a young man cleanse his way? Do you want to prophesy? But you don't know the word. The very first time Jesus was giving the scrolls, he said, the spirit of God is upon me. He wasn't just preaching, he was reading the prophets. That was a prophecy. The first message in the church was by Apostle Peter. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I give, I double dare you. Go and read Isaiah, Ezekiel, I, um, 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 Daniel, Nahum, all those things. And let me see if you will not prophesy. You just be walking, you just walk into the office, I don't, just say, I don't know, I don't know. Say, no, don't say the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you. We thank you. 
for the revelation of Christ Jesus that transformative word we ask that for everyone that is here and watching that in this month of April there be such a mighty opening of your rema of your visitation in the face of Jesus let light shine from heaven and let everybody be blessed for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed hallelujah praise God thank you for being a part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining God's family and that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus so I just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to Christ just after me say Lord Jesus I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you if you have said those words will be late you are born again you are part of God's family right now you can go ahead and rejoice about it God bless you we love you God bless you